When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The World Cup is over. The Premier League is back. We've got a full schedule of Premier League fixtures uh, coming up over the next few days uh, after Christmas Day, of course. Uh, And here on Football Digest, joining me to preview all of that is the man who spent the last five weeks in Qatar covering that World Cup. Uh, It's Andy Dunn. And he's undeterred by that heavy workload uh, over in Qatar. And he's straight back into it. Not like Alexis McAllister, who's not going to be reappearing for Brighton until sometime in January. Andy, you're very, very welcome. Welcome home from Qatar. Um, Thank you. Good stint out there? Yeah, it, it, it was brilliant. I mean, you know, topped off, Peter, as you can imagine. You know, I think towards the end of five weeks, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit of tournament fatigue. Um, mm. And then along comes a game like that. You know, along comes a finale like that. It was, it, it was incredible, you know, and everyone who was in that stadium and the strange thing was, is that for 70 minutes, it was it was all a bit, I wouldn't say flat, but, you know, Argentina in control, France mm. hadn't turned up. And then what we witnessed in the last, you know, 20 minutes of normal time, extra time, penalties was just astonishing. So it, it, in a way, it sort of, it, it, it just, it lifted everything. It capped off the, 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 the five weeks, well, four weeks of actual action out there. It capped it off perfectly. And it finished what was, you know, in the end turned out to be, from a footballing perspective, um, a really, really good tournament. Absolutely. It was a thumb in the eye for the uh, extra time abolitionists, for sure. Uh, but France didn't turn up at all. But, um, I mean, then you've got a player like Mbappe in the team and he scores a hat-trick having about five kicks in the game. But yeah. what about Lionel Messi? I know I know he was spoken about earlier on on this show in the week, but I wasn't here, so I want to talk about him just now. Lionel Messi, I mean... You just have to. You just have to say that he's he's ascended is the only word that I can think of this week. It's it's it, you know whatever doubts there were about being the greatest or whatever else. I find these debates quite tedious to be fair. But <laughs> there's just there's just no doubt that he's the greatest exponent now uh, and has the prizes to prove it. Uh, greatest exponent he, he, that this game has ever seen. Yeah, I mean, well, not not ever. I mean, not for you, Andy. Last... Not for you. Yeah, yeah not yeah, for yeah. me. We had this debate last week, didn't we? I, I mean, I, I, and 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 I agree with you. The debate, in a way, is sort of spurious because, well, the fact of the matter is, we weren't around to watch other players, you know. And yeah. for me, for this, we had this discussion last week for for his achievements and for his significance. Yeah. I would still, well, I would say, for example, it's how you frame it. Isn't it? I mean, I, I, I would assess Pele as the most important footballer. Mm-hmm. For a whole other reasons, you know, I mean, and not just what he did on a pitch, but because he represented, um, you, you know, he's, he's an Afro-Brazilian who represents black players um, around the world. So I would, anyway, but, but the bottom line is what, what you are saying, which I agree with and which confirmed it on Sunday, is that he's the, he's the greatest living footballer, the greatest yeah. exponent, he's the greatest footballer who, who is still playing football. And we, yeah. I mean, without doubt. And I've always thought that. I haven't seen him live, and and you know watching. I'm, I don't want to sort of like be all smart, but watching him live takes it to a new level. I mean, to mm-hmm. actually see him in a game is actually you know, um, and to see him wandering around for ten minutes doing nothing, and then suddenly you know he gets it, and then he's in out, and and, and it's absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, and you just, I know a lot, a lot of people were writing about it on Sunday. Oh, this was his destiny and stuff. And of course, like you know, it, it was a fairy tale ending, storybook ending, perfect for the World Cup. But you know, he made it happen. I mean, he was the guy who was there to score that third goal. You know, he was Johnny on the spot, as it were, a poacher's yep. finish when uh, Larice saved um, him the initial attempt. And bear in mind, he's thirty-five, and I may be mistaken, but I don't think I am. But I think he played every minute for Argentina mm-hmm. in the World Cup. I think he played well. Well, let's face it; you don't see Messi off, do you? You know, but when they, you know, even when they were um, ahead in games, they they didn't rest him. And he took his game and his inspiration to the rest of the team. And if you spoke to the rest of the team on the eve of the game, you know, they said this was a slightly different Messi. 
The Messi that turned up for the Copper America in 2021, they said was a different one. He changed. There was an element previously where maybe it was more about the individual, but now he was really sort of wanting to lift Argentina, the team, Argentina, the country. And he did it in Copper America, of course, which they won in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then he took it to a new level um, um, in, in Qatar. And bear in mind, I haven't lost the first game as well. So it was incredible. But it, 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 you just look at the players, the way they react around him. And, of course, he's always got a hand in there, hasn't he? Even that first goal, no, sorry, the second goal, the um, angle, the Maria goal. Breakaway goal, yeah. You know, the, the reverse pass. You know, okay, there's still a lot to do, you know. McAllister still had to, um, you know, set up the um, set up the goal, and Di Maria still had to finish. But that little reverse pass was just delightful. And it, you know what it, it what it reminded me of is that little moment. What what immediately came into my mind. I know these comparisons with Maradona came all, always come and go with Messi, yes. but I remember you know the highlights and watching the 1986 final and. Maradona's little turn and through ball for Burachaga's goal, which I know Maradona hmm. didn't score in the final, but it's one of those moments that only very few people in, in the football yes. world can do that almost opens a new portal. You know, as soon as that ball goes yeah. wide and then comes across uh, to Di Maria, um, you know, Messi was responsible for that. Um, so for yes. me, for me, um, you know, I'm no great fan of the way the Argentinians played throughout the tournament. I'll be honest. Uh, they're, they're not yeah, my yeah, cup of tea, yeah. but uh, regardless of the support cast, and you could see that in the celebrations after this was Messi's World Cup. It was Messi's World absolutely, Cup. absolutely, mate. Yes, yes, um, it, it was. And as I say, the perfect World Cup for, for, and you know, literally, you would have said that the perfect ending, the perfect script, the perfect World Cup final for Qatar and for FIFA. Mm -hmm. Um, and you would have said, well, at the start of the tournament, you said, what are the chances? And you would have said slim and none, you know, because yeah, it, it, you know, nothing really normally follows the script. But it literally followed the script, and of course, the amazing thing about it is that when we were when when on 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 this podcast and and in our newspapers, we were building it up, and this gave it a stick, build up as the um, Mbappe Messi final. Yes, and then in the press conferences prior to the game, when we're speaking to Lionel Scaloni and to Didier Deschamps, they were saying like you know, they were getting fed up, understandably. They're saying, listen, it's not about Messi versus Mbappe; it's about France versus Argentina. There are 20 other players on the pitch, and we're saying, yeah, but then we still build it. And what does it turn out to be in the end? <laughs> I mean, it turns out to be a Mbappe three and scored the penalty, and probably and could have probably had four when he cut inside that time. And Messi gets two, and it turns out, well, would you know it? Mbappe Messi. I cannot believe that um Colo Moani does not square that ball um oh, with that last man. chance. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Crossy is in here. We we spoke about Colin Wani last week, mm, saying mm. if he's on the bench and I've got Benzema, I want Benzema coming off the bench. But but to me, the game was in his hands there. The game was he in did, his hands. Well, do you think it was a bad finish or a good save? I mean, it, it was oh. a lucky save. He spread oh. himself and hit his leg. Exactly. I mean, but you want to, I mean, you can watch Phil Taylor playing darts and say, oh, he's just chucking arrows, you know, like you can really reduce mm. things to their, to their, you know, their, their core necessities mm. if you want to. I mean, what else is he supposed to do? That's what a goalkeeper does. He chucks himself at the ball and saves it. Yes. I mean, it, no, no, it was no, a fantastic no, it was, save, but it was, it wasn't, it's not I mean, a composed finish. Yeah. I mean, there was so many moments. I mean, that literally was 20 seconds before the end of extra time. Yes. And, and also, and there's great moments. I mean, when Mbappe gets the second penalty to make it 3-3, I think there's about two and a half minutes of extra time left. Mm. And I know, all, I mean, this is probably a bit sort of like um, sort of little England of me. The first thing I thought is, this is like Harry Kane territory. This is like, yeah. can you imagine the pressure? The pressure is on Harry Kane when it was 2-1 to France. To keep your technique, to keep your you, you know psychology, to keep yourself straight. I thought like you know this is this is like double that pressure, and he just absolutely buried it, didn't he? I guess one of the best. I guess one of the, against one of the best in the yes. world for saving penalties. Uh, speaking yeah. of whom, I, I want to lead into uh, talking about mm -hmm. the Premier League by by having a little word about Emmy Martinez. Um, yeah. I mean. His reactions and I think his celebrations have, have got up the nose of a lot of people, uh, let's be honest. Uh, but mm. this guy, you know, this guy sat in Arsenal's bench, I think, for seven years, uh, you know, was yes. kicking around various clubs on loan. I think yeah. he was at Oxford yeah. at one stage. He had, uh, his Nadir was a, a disastrous loan spell in Hatafe, I think, in about 2016, 2017. And now look at the second half of his career. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a second act like this in your life? 
it's it, it, it's astonishing because I, and he was actually um Emmy Martinez was the player that, that that was put up before on match day minus one as FIFA call it um out in Qatar and and he spoke you know it's fascinating I mean you go back to that now he left home when he was 17 um essentially because you know he, he saw his mum and dad unable to pay the bills in a um they, they lived in a coastal town in Argentina um um, Mata del Mar, I think it was called. And, and, but I, I'm, I'm basically, he left to try and help his family, to feed his family. Um, got a contract at Arsenal, but but you're right. Stayed there for, I mean, the best part of seven years, probably eight years. I'm not sure. But anyway, obviously, he went to Oxford. He only played one goal, one game. It was an emergency loan. He made his debut in English football for Oxford against Port Vale. And he only played one game for Oxford and then, and, and then went on. And to have that belief... I mean, was incredible. And if you remember, he then got a little bit of a run in Arsenal after about six or seven years mm. and played well. Um, and listen, he's been outstanding for Villa. He's been really, really good for Villa. And he's developed as a keeper. He's 30 years of age, you know. So he, he, he did join Arsenal early when he was 17. So he, in, in goalkeeping terms, you know, you, you're thinking half a dozen more years uh, minimum. Um, he's playing very well for Villa. And didn't you just think that, you know, just quickly going back to the World Cup, you know, before the shootout, you, you looked at the two keepers and you thought, you know, I really, well, on the evidence of it, I, I saw him save two, mm. at least two, against, um, against the Netherlands. Uh, Van Dijk's first penalty, I mean, obviously Mbappé took this first one here and scored. But, um, and he's a really good signing for Aston Villa. You, you know, and I, I think some people at Arsenal were a little bit, you know, okay, they've got good keepers now at Arsenal, but they were a little bit, Upset that the, they let him go, and I think he'll be outstanding for him. And and this, of course, I mean, yes, I, I'm not one. I'm not a big fan of 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 his gamesmanship during the shootouts or his subsequent celebrations. But hey, you know, the guy's come from, he's been through you know tough times, and he's allowed to enjoy them. But I also think it will absolutely just make him as bigger, bigger as a keeper yeah. psychologically. You know, it'll make him bigger. And and and, and listen, he's got to come back. I mean, he's literally going to come back and and get to a Villa side that, you know, that who knows how it's going this second half of the season. The second half of the season might be, you know, well, they signed off with a couple of good results. Well, um, um, a good result to finish with under Emery. But the second half of the season could be a struggle for them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, exactly. I mean, I'm yeah. at the game on I'm at the game. I'm a Villa Liverpool on Boxing Day, and clearly he's not going to be back for that. It'll be interesting when these Argentina players do come back. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And, and just to, to finish out on Martinez, you know, this is a guy, I don't think he was first team football, first team footballer really, um, probably until he was about 26, 27. He's now uh, South American champion, world champion, golden yeah. gloves, all that kind of thing. And with all due respect to Aston Villa, I mean, they're no world beaters at the minute. Yes. Um, is he going to be in a hurry, do you think, to, um, you know, no. to take that next step in his club career? I don't think so. I think he's he's, he's in a good place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, he's Golden Glove winner, as I say, just quickly going back. He's Golden Glove winner in um, Copper America in in twenty twenty one as well. And um, no, no, no I, I, I listen. I think um, I, I know what you're saying, but I do think that the Premier League are fairly well stocked for um, for goalkeepers. I don't see him moving within the Premier League. Hey, listen, maybe if uh, you know an opportunity came. In Spain, or yeah, um, I've seen seen Juventus and Bayern, that, but no, both Juventus and Bayern being linked with with his signature. Obviously, Neuer's broken yeah, his leg. Yeah, and, 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 yes, 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 I know. Um, yeah. So, so, so that may be the case, but but listen, I, I, no, I, 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 I don't see him leaving Villa at the moment now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then of course Villa uh, back in action uh, against Liverpool. Um, 
on Boxing Day, as you say, Liverpool again reeling from mm. from more injury problems. Um, it's Luis Diaz uh, this time, which looks yeah. like uh, Darwin Nunez um, could be occupying that left side of the attack again. It's um, it's a bit of a crushing mm. blow for Liverpool. Um, it seems to be you know sort of one step forward, two steps back for them on the injury front all the time. It is, it is, and and and, and that, that that that's why we deviled them um, this season. And, and Diaz is a big blow. I mean, people forget that they've been missing a, a few players. You know, it's not just Diaz who's been injured. They've had a, a couple mm. of other injuries. Um, um, well, two or three really in, in the season so far. And it seems a bit stop-start, you know. And, and and it's, I think Diaz, it's all against. I've spoken to people at Liverpool this week, you know. And and, and with him, you know, whether he, whether he come back too soon, there's almost a feeling that, you know, if he comes back this season, it'll be a. A bonus. They've done about two or three months, but but you know, realistically, then you then into February, March, and so they've got a sort of, in a way, sort of plan without him, and that's been one of the issues. You know, um, the Klopp's had to deal with, and it all feels a bit. I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how they restart. You, you know, they they obviously played some friendly games um, while the World Cup was on. Um, I, again, I think they will pick up. Um, but again, it, it just feels like obviously on a big game tonight at, at City. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the, the background, Cup, of course, forget, you will have the background of the sale of the club or the potential sale of the club. Now, I'm, that doesn't affect players per se, but it affects the whole sort of mood around the place. You know, a slight uncertainty as to what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. And of course, I think it was was it last year or year before? Well, it was the year before, wasn't it? When, when Villa won seven, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, certainly a big game tonight for them in the, in the League Cup, uh, the one-legged tie uh, away at Man City, Ooh. who have some some news of their own uh, over the course of the World Cup, which is that uh, Pep Guardiola has signed a, a n- another new contract. I know it, he, he's he's almost kept kept City fans on tenterhooks every now and again when he's had to do renewals, uh, but but he's uh, he's there yeah, for the long term. Cool. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say it it is. I mean, you know, strange enough, um, when we flew out to uh, Doha, um, myself and um, a couple of the lads um, from um, from Reach, we, we were at Manchester Airport and we bumped into um, certain Manchester City executives um, at the airport and um, like the head of communications and, and one of the board. And we said, where are you off to? They said, we're off to um, Abu Dhabi. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a meeting. Um, we're going to the Grand Prix. It was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, obviously, um, Etihad Airways are involved in sponsoring that. And we're going to have a week there. And um, I think, and then they said, oh, and Pep's got to come out for the Grand Prix as well. And then we sat on the plane. We thought, you know, I mm. mean, I, I wonder what, there's obviously some high-level meetings. And of course, Sure enough, he went out there and the, the outcome of that was him signing this new contract, which I have to say, Peter, is incredible. I mean, you know, I, I when, when Pep came here in, when was it? 2016, I think. I think it was 2016 or 2017, was it? Yeah, 2016, I think you're right. Mm. I think Klopp was November of 2015. I think Guardiola joined the following. So Klopp's only preceded him by... Three quarters of a season, but yeah. anyway, and when he came, you know, literally, you know, the story was he's not going to stay anywhere longer than three years. That was the yeah. absolute, yeah. It, it was taken as as gospel that was going to happen, and now he's still here, and now he's threatening to not only just stay here for the duration of this contract, but above and beyond. Yeah, and you know, the current ones twenty twenty five. He's extended how they've to. done him, but they've made him. Well, he's lord of the I mean, manor, there, isn't he? So you know, would you have said? Pep Guardiola is going to stay in Manchester City for a decade. No, I mean absolutely no. And to keep renewing, um, I just think is it's testimony to you know what he thinks of the club. Um, I just it surprised me every time he renews to be honest you. Because you know, I mean, only from a personal point of view, I keep thinking, well, you know, without being funny, he, he, he might want to go and go back to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You know, his family are from there. Um, you know, it's a nice lifestyle around there, but it's really good. And, and and it's great for the Premier League, great for Manchester City, and, you know, just good for us all to watch that football. But it's a real, real bonus. And I noticed this week that he did sort of admit that um, um, that his work wouldn't be done at City until they win the Champions League, which is a big yeah. call to make. Because, of course, you know, not, they're not necessarily going to win it. 
it's random as well, isn't it? Sometimes, I mean, an offside or something can well, just, or Sterling misses one of the back posts against Leon and things like that. It's just, well, it's it's one of those, you can, just can't guarantee it. And, and the, um, the the Real Madrid game, you know, uh, you know, Thibaut Courtois, like, you know, fingertips or toe tips yeah. or whatever, you know, a game, a game, the game against Real Madrid, they've won it probably 10 times over and losing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you say good news for the Premier League, but I mean, the consistency that Man City have put up, I know Liverpool have matched them over the course of that time um, on select seasons, and, including winning. Uh, the only one of the last five Premier Leagues that, that, that City haven't won was won by Liverpool. But it's it's good news for the Premier League having a, a figure like Guardiola around, but it's really depressing news for teams in the Premier League that, you know, he's he's around to, to that relentless consistency. I think that league programme yeah. is just unbelievable what he's been able to do for City. It's unbelievable. But I haven't said that. You know, I mean, bear in mind this season, OK, I know it's only two, but they've lost two games this season. They've lost two games, which is probably what I envisaged um, they would lose all season. I generally thought that if they lose, that they would, out of the 38 games, they might lose two, they might lose three. That still might be the case. But they've lost two mm-hmm. already. Um, they're five points behind the leaders. They have defensive vulnerabilities that really can be exposed, I think, and have been exposed. Um, even in games they haven't won, Newcastle away, for example, the 3-3, they were exposed defensively. I think that's an issue. And I yeah. do think, I genuinely think, I genuinely think that, as strange as to say, considering how many goals he scored, I do think that, that Erling Haaland gives Guardiola an issue. They mm-hmm. can't play the same as they played for his entire run. They played a, a particular way for, you know, his six seasons um, here and, and and now they now they have to play slightly different. And it's funny because you know watching Alvarez have such a um, a great game in the um, in the semi final of the World Cup, you did you thought to yourself, you know what, he is so much. Strange enough, he is so much a pep player. He is probably isn't a pep player, but we'll score you little. So I think I think that's going to take some getting used to. I think they're vulnerable. I think this season, I genuinely think. You know, and I'm sure we'll go on to Arsenal. I genuinely think that that it will be. Um, I think it'll be a fascinating. I, I, th- I think teams are going to improve. I think Manchester United will improve. And okay, they may not be contenders, but they'll certainly be taking points off the contenders. They play mm-hmm. City, I think, in, in end of next month. Is it? I think. I mm-hmm. think um, that's fairly imminent. So yeah. So no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think this season now. Restart, I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating. And I don't think City are going to run away with it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they've been reined in so far. And of course, they play Leeds uh, away at Elland Road, where Haaland will return to the to the land of his birth um, to take on Leeds uh, at, at, at Ellen Road. Um, and I was, at the, I was at the Leeds game last night uh, where they were beaten by Monaco. And I can tell you, if they defend anything like they did uh, against against Man City like they did at Monaco, we could be looking at another 7-0. Um, really, really bad from Leeds last night. Um, so that was City. Yeah, well, we will come on to Arsenal now. Obviously, top of the pile. Uh, they face West Ham uh, in their next game on the 26th, Boxing Day, of course. Uh, but they're reeling yeah. as well from a significant injury, and it's Gabriel Jesus. And I know that his goals haven't been, you know, his goals totalist and massive this season, but he has really transformed uh, that attack for Mikel Arteta. And there's even talk about Arsenal maybe having to go into the market to replace him. How do you think they'll survive uh, the upcoming fixtures uh, without Jesus, of course, injured at the World Cup. Well, yeah, and and, and that's a big blow. As you quite rightly say, he hasn't been amongst the goals um, in, in before um, they, they broke up um, for the World Cup. But I mean, an absolutely essential player, and also he, he, he's he'd almost become sort of a bit of a talisman for them, hadn't he? Like you know, he was a focal point of the team, and he, he, he was he was key to it. And and it's probably more. I mean, the significance is they're losing, as I say, one of their um, sort of pivotal figures. But I think they're playing with so much confidence. I think they've got so much confidence throughout that entire team. They're, they'll cope with it. You know, they, they may well go in, I say it depends who's available in January. They may well go in just if only to keep up the momentum. You know, you're five points clear. You know, and there's, you know, I, I'm not, I think West Ham will struggle this season and I think they will continue to struggle. And I, I expect Arsenal to win that game. And then you've got the momentum. Um, and then even if, you know, you think, well, you're um and on about going into the transfer market. If you're top of the league and five points clear, 
it makes a statement just saying, listen, we're going for this now because it's come to the stage now where they can't say, you know, I know we had this debate for probably the three weeks prior to um, the middle of November when it stopped. We had we had the debate saying, you know, every other day the debate was, are Arsenal realistic contenders, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they are now. They're not just contenders. They are, you know, they are, they are major contenders. Five they points are, clear. Yes. And, and, yep. and bear in mind, bear in mind, they've only, you know, the only game... Um, I'm rather saying, aren't I? Because I'm got the World Cup players, but the only game they lost, I think, was um, was a game I was at, which is at Old Trafford, mm-hmm. um, against Manchester United, and they were unlucky to lose that game. I mean, so so this idea, okay, City might beat them, you know, head to head, City might beat them. However, Arsenal will. What they've shown is they've taken care of business against clubs that, that you would expect them to beat, and they're doing that. And if they continue to do that then they're not going away. They're not going away anywhere soon. They've got goals throughout the team. They've got um, an extremely youthful team. I mean, and defensively, they're absolutely fine. I mean, I mean, could you believe that William Saliba couldn't get a game for France? I mean, it's just, you know, probably the mm-hmm. Premier League's outstanding centre-half so far this season, and and, and and he couldn't get a knock for France. But um, defensively, they're fine. The keeper's fine. Um, in Bakayu Saka and Martinelli, they've got young players who are inspirational. Saka will be full of confidence. You know, he had a good World Cup. Um, so, yes, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see. I don't think they're going away, Peter, in short. Mm-hmm. As that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that defensive solidity, of course, has been key. Mm. Um, I think they, they've conceded the fewest goals uh, yeah. in the Premier League. So m- maybe the you know the goal threat of Jesus might not be missed so much. Obviously, Odegaard has shipped in mm. with some goals as well, we've mentioned. Of course, uh, yeah. the likes, and, the likes and of, is a leader. And is yeah. a leader. And is a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Elsewhere in the Premier League, a club that you just mentioned, the club that handed Arsenal their only defeat of the season was Man United. It's been a very, very interesting World Cup period uh, for Eric Ten Hag and, and Manchester United. So they've been losing losing some friendly matches, which obviously results won't really cause concern. It's more the performances. Ronaldo is sorted. It looks like he's off to Al Nasser. Um, what a decline that has been, by the way, uh, over the course of the of the last few months. I just cannot comprehend how how far he's fallen. Um, but the one I wanted to talk about initially was the was the Jaden Jaden Sancho situation, um, who was training on his own in the Netherlands um, and doesn't appear to be part of the first team plans at the moment at Manchester United. What's going on there, Andy? No, I mean I I, I, I found that true. sorry. I just asked what was going on there. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I can. I got you here. Oh yeah, no, no, no I, I, I don't really. Um, um, I mean, I, I found that story. I mean, really odd. I mean, I, I, again, we we were out in, in Qatar when the story filtered back, um, and I thought Ten Hag. I, I mean, I like the way Ten Hag's going about his business. I thought he was a bit too. I don't know. It, 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 a little bit too. You say honest about Sancho. It was. It, it was. You know, a very very odd situation where you're on about a player who. Who you know, bear in mind, was an automatic England choice um, a couple of years ago, um, and has fallen. Um, and you know what? It's 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 a hard story to talk too much about because the implication was that it's not just physically he was off the yes. pace, but also mentally. And and I, I, I found it a little bit uncomfortable um, what what he was saying. Really, in, 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 he's not in the right place. So so he, hopefully. You know, he'll it, it, be allowed to sort of like get himself back because, you know, I mean, I mean, Sancho in his pomp, Sancho at Dortmund, Sancho before he he, he came back to England, you know, was one of the best players in the world. And now we're talking about a player who can't get in an England squad and who now, Ten Hag is saying, well, isn't in the right place to be in the Manchester United squad? So, I, listen, I, my, my instinct on the Sancho, so my instinct is to think that he needs, you know, to get himself back to a good place, whether that just be physical, I'm not sure. And it'd be good to see him back. I, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, I find the story a little bit strange, really, to be honest with you. And I just hope that he gets back and see him because he's a lovely, lovely footballer, a lovely mm-hmm. footballer. And can you imagine if he gets back, the talent that United have got coming through as well, um, the young talent, which, you know, and everything points in the right direction at United at the moment. And hopefully Sancho will be a big part of that. And he can take inspiration from the way that, you know, Marcus Rashford looks at the moment. And, you know, look last night. I mean, isn't it, again, we're just going off on a tangent. It's funny how it will be good to see, or will be interesting to see, 
when the Premier League restarts now on Boxing Day, it will be interesting to see um, what happens with the World Cup players. You know, I mean, I, I turned on the TV last night and there's Fernandez playing, there's Marcus Rashford playing, there's Luke Shaw coming on as sub. And I thought, and then the fascinating co- comments by Guardiola saying, well, actually, the players who played in the World Cup are fitter than the players who didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. So someone like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 well, well, someone like, like, like Guardiola says, well, well, actually, you know, um, these players are coming back and they're fit as a fiddle. They played three or four games like they would do normally in November and December. They've been trained every day in warm weather, um, at a high level. And whereas Erling Haaland and Riyad Mahrez have basically been, you know, sat at home doing, doing not much really, you know, doing not very much. going out for a pint now and again. <laughs> if only um... new contracts as well at Man United uh, announced uh, they obviously have options on all their players um, they don't always choose to exercise them well they seem to always exercise it when Woodward was there but they don't always exercise them now but we've got uh, Diogo Dalot Fred Marcus Rashford and Luke Shaw um, whose options have all been triggered I, I wanted to talk about Rashford um, I know we, we he was another one that was drifting a little bit, maybe like Sancho, like Ronaldo for a while. But mm-hmm. decent World Cup, unbelievably good goal last night. Um, is he is he where he should be now, Marcus Rashford? Do you think? Yeah, oh, this is a, it's a transformation piece. It's a transformation. I mean, literally, he's gone from like you know, I mean, looking a bit of a lossal to now having all the all the cards stacked in his deck in his deck. I mean, like, okay, they've triggered the option, so it's one more year, but you're still at the stage now where January, you're 18 months before he can go on a free. So so basically they need to renegotiate his contract as in it's okay, they trigger the one year. Now they've got to come back to him and say the contract. Coincidentally, he goes to the World Cup. He he had you know he has had one particularly um, stellar game, comes on, and and most people think you know, had he come on earlier against uh, France, then it might have been a different story. His stock just rose during the World Cup. He looks fit. He looks fast. He looks, and of course, we had the um, while we were in Qatar, we had the um, the owner of PSG saying, you know, essentially that he could write his own check and go and join PSG. And whether or not that, that's right or not, I don't know. But listen, all of a sudden now, we're getting back to the Rashford that we thought we would have, and. And now it's, you know, I mean, my, my, my thought is, is that he will sign a new contract at Manchester United. Um, but his head might be turned. You know, I mean, it really, it really, 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 really might be, you know, because he, it, it will be hard for him to forget that he's been through a bit of a, a torrid time there. And maybe he's one of these players that will want to just stay United. Obviously, he's been there since he was a kid. Will he, you know, do the whole the whole career? Um I suspect he might, but yes. And don't forget, he's gonna be uh it looks like he it looks like he really, really likes the Ten Hag methods. It looks like he, you know, he, he's first on there. And I say to see him out there and to see him in training out there in Qatar, he, he is just a player who is he'll be a great asset for them in the second half of the season. He'll score goals, you know, he'll score goals. He's you know, he's added a couple of things to, I think, his game. I think he scored set pieces. You know, he took that free kick for England in the last minutes against France and, and you know, it went over. But, you know, it'll be invaluable for them. But it'll cost him a lot of money to, to get his, his new contract. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's good to see Marcus Rashford rejuvenated. And of course, the PSG links are interesting because it looks like Messi's going to stay another year there, which then could impact on what happens next with Mbappe, which frees up a spot in the team potentially for another left winger, uh, which could be Marcus Rashford. So um, things are in a bit of stasis in the in the transfer market at the minute, um, maybe led by by Messi and what he does next. Um, another team I wanted to, um, to talk about, Andy, um, mm. At the top end of the table was uh, was Chelsea. Uh, they've had a poor start to life uh, under Graham Potter, probably in, in a little bit of turmoil. Um, and they've had this injury again to Wesley Fofana, a player who spent most of the most of the last eighteen months or so on the treatment table. Is that right. there's no real um, you know prospect of him coming back anytime soon? Give us your analysis of, of what's been happening recently at Chelsea under Potter, uh, under Ted Bowley's um, new ownership structure. What's going on here? Well, obviously, they 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 now have a, um, a director of football, technical director uh, um, in place now. Um, 
And so long-term wise, that might give it a bit more structure instead of having Todd Bowley as the de facto director of football, you know, when the best one in the world, probably not a job that he's qualified for. So long-term, you might see a bit more um, direction. However, I was at the, um, I think it would have been the last game before, last Premier League I went to, I think, was probably when Chelsea were away at Newcastle and were beaten up at Newcastle. And the team he put out, Potter, I mean, I was just, I just didn't quite get where it was coming from. Um, you know, that Hall played um, um, and Conor Gallagher played and he had big names on the bench. And, and I'm looking at his teams now. And if you, if you take away your book now and you go through it, the teams that Potter's picked since he's been there, so many changes, I mean, for a lot of the games. And, and you just get the feeling that he is still getting to grips with his squad and what, what his best side is going to be. Listen, he's lost a couple of players to injury. You know, Kante's a big miss um, <clears throat> through injury, but they've got a very deep squad. But he just, at the moment, doesn't seem to be able to sort of settle on his, on, on his best side. And I think he's really struggling. And mm. I, I was talking uh, um, to a few friends the, the other day about it. Well, actually, the reason why it came up is we were talking about when we were unsure whether or not Gareth Southgate was going to um, stay as England manager. And clearly... He's been one of the names um, that's been suggested could be a um, eventual successor. And they said, well, you know, when he said Chelsea, but but seriously, when this, when this, I mean, I mean, bear in mind, they, again, I'm, 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 because it's been a bit of a break for the World Cup, but I think off the top of my head, they are now five or six without a win in the Premier League. I certainly think it's, I, it's a minimum five, possible six. Um, I think it's six, you know, that um, they are without a win in the Premier League. And that sort of form in the past is a sack. I mean, I mean, there's no getting away from it, whether you, whether you like it or not. That sort of form at Chelsea in, in the past. They're, you know, they're outside the top four. I'd say they haven't won for, you know, best parts probably over a month's worth of football. Um, he's under massive pressure, the restarts. He's under massive pressure. Um, and no matter what, Top Bowley does have history with his American sports teams, um, LA Dodgers, for example, of keeping faith with a coach. But even so, I think he's under huge pressure in the sense also that don't forget, they got rid of a coach who really hadn't done that much wrong and who fans like, you know, I mean, so if you're wanting support and patience, it's sort of um, um, strained by the fact that Every single one. There's, there's not many Chelsea fans. Um, so it's going to be a big January for Graham Potter, a big January. And as you say, far injured, although you know they do have the resources to cover for that injury. But obviously, Kante um, is, is injured. A couple of players are are not in great form. Because uh, you know, Mendy's um, calling his latest contract off an insult. And you just got the feeling that you know it's um, it's going to be as I said, the break couldn't have come at a better time for Graham Potter. Mm. But now I just think he's going to be so much pressure over this festive period, and 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 in January I really do. And the game's coming thick and fast as well. Um, so yeah. you know, you know, a week's time is is sort of three three day three match days worth of football, and you know. You'd really, yeah, you would worry, especially with managers coming on the market after the World Cup and things like that. You know, they, yeah. they could, they could, they could really write it off as a, you know, as a bad signing. Um, another manager, go on, Andy. Yeah, that's it. Go, no, go, go, go. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk. I was going to move on a little bit. I was going to talk about um, a team close to your. Uh, Close to your heart, maybe uh, in, in in Everton, um, they had a bit of a, a they've had a bit of a stop start, um, you know, twenty two, twenty three so far as well, and there has been a pressure building on Lampard, uh, Frank Lampard as well. Um, do you see him last in the season, Andy? Oh, I hope so. Being very uh, kind and gentle by saying a stop start um, season. Um, <laughs> Stop, stop, I think is the, uh, the phrase. Really. It's, it's, yeah, dead slow and stop. Um, hey, you, you know what? Um, um, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, club. Um, what I really worry about, I mean, listen, I worry where the goal is going to come from. I really do. You know, I just cannot see where the goals are coming from. You no, know, Calvert Lewin, when he's not injured, 
I don't think his confidence levels are high. I think he's conscious of the fact that, he, that, that, that he's been injured a lot and maybe just that. Um, he's a confidence player and his confidence is low. I don't really see um, where the goals are coming from. And while defensively, you know, I think we've been all right, Tarkowski and, and Cody have, have formed a decent sort of partnership. There's still, I mean, both of them are still sort of like, you know, not in the final stretch. That's harsh to say, but you know they they are senior players who may be found wanting pace wise. Um, it, it's a really difficult one. It really is. I mean, you know, whether or not they'll go into the market or not uh, um, in January, we're not sure about Farmer Shiri, the owner, um, in terms mm. of his long term. There's obviously rumours that he wants to sell. Again, which makes you think if he does, he's not probably going to go and throw good money after bad in the transfer window. You know, he spends about half a billion pounds on players in his, in his time there, six years, what it is. And again, there's an uncertainty around the place. The only certainty I would say is, 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 that, um, is the new stadium is, is coming on a pace. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I thought there would be a hitch in that, but the new stadium looks as though it will be ready for the, I think it's the 24-25 season. Um, so not next season, season after next. Um, which is good. So, um, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I think they'll face a real battle. Clearly, as well with 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 Frank, as I say, I think I think I think he's great for the club, but he has looked under pressure. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I, 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 he looks under pressure on the touchline. He, um, and you're right, you are absolutely right when you mention the World Cup and the managerial market because there was clearly there's a, there, there, there is a suggestion, a rumor that, that should Frank leave or um is that Roberto Martinez will be straight back in he, he, he um as a favorite of um of Bill Kenwright so yes I mean no, in answer to the question I really hope that, that he stays will I think do I think that if Everton are still um in a relegation battle in a month's time will they make the change I think they probably might yes mm-hmm. I hope not I really yeah. hope not it's a, it'd be the biggest disaster, wouldn't it? Have tonight, and I mean this with all due respect, to have the nicest stadium in the championship, wouldn't it? Well, it would. It would but see, listen, listen, clubs have been there before. You know, we've had big stadiums in the championship before. We've had big stadiums in League One. Um, you know, so yes, it would. It, it would. And, and I just wondered if if the stadium come along well. I, I say, I think a lot of it will hinge on, on, on what what Farmer Sherry does. It was a lot of rumours that again out in 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 Qatar in that the real sort of all the power brokers of football all out there in Doha. There was a lot of chat about who might be investing in what, because clearly the, the problem this year he's got is that he, he would clearly like to sell the club. There's no doubts about that. That's been the case pretty much for the last two years that, that, that he, he would, he would, well, that's, they say in quotes, don't they, extra investments, which basically means you'd sell. But the problem he's got now, of course, <laughs> Is it two other clubs have also come on the market? Manchester United and Liverpool. So all of a sudden you're in, you know, um, it, it, it's it's a buyer's market to a sense. In, in, well, hang on a minute. If you were looking for uh, Middle Eastern investments in Everton, then they might say, well, actually, you know, maybe Liverpool's a better bet. But you know, so we'll, we'll see. Difficult times ahead. Um, they have course, they of course play Wolves um, in their first game after the after the winter break, and Wolves have made a change as well. Uh, mm. And I think they've brought in a really really good manager, former Spain and Real Madrid manager who's had success in Europe as well with Sevilla. Is uh, Julian Lopetegui. Um, I don't know if you if you've had an, a, a much time to to devote to uh, to this story uh, while you're out in the World Cup, but you know instinctively or, or from what you've read, what what do you think about the, about this one? Because I think it's a really shrewd appointment by Wolves. I think it's a superb appointment. I really do. I've, I've had a couple of dealings with um, Lopetegui. Obviously, we, we had the furor when he when um, when he was Spain manager and and had agreed to go to Real Madrid and and, and they summarily um, got rid of him and the national team. But everything I hear about him is good. I've dealt with him a couple of times. I like the way he comes across. What I would say is that it, it, you know how costly would it be that it took it it took them that long to get the deal over the line. Now listen, I mean, I mean, Steve Davis, who, 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 was, who was one of the guys in temporary charge, is a friend of mine, and, and I was really pleased for him that, that, that he had that chance. But you think of those four or five games, you know, um, as making might make a bit of difference. I'm going to be fascinated to see how he does. I think I think he's a class act. I really do. And um, you can only work with what you've got. I mean, they're already on about signing. Um, is it Kuna Mateus Kuna? And yeah, I think I think. 
I don't. I think he'll do well. I, I mean, I mean, clearly the priority for him where they are in the league now is just to stay in the league. I mean, uh, that's obvious. And I would love him to do that and just to see how how he does with a clean slate next season. It's a great appointment. As you say, it's weird, this this break. It's one of those appointments that you, you, you almost forget, you know, you, you, you almost forget um, <coughs> the, the day he's now with us. And we've got a really, really good managerial um, acquisition here, you know, and it'll be fascinating to see how he goes. Absolutely. Um, of course, Wolves rock bottom of the Premier League after 15 matches. Uh, 10 points, yes. two points adrift to Southampton. Only won two matches uh, all season they can't long. Score, Peter. Yeah, again, we come back to the old thing. They can't score goals. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finally, before we move on, uh, or before we move on uh, with our Christmas shopping, I think Andy will have to do after this. Uh, before we move away from the stream, it's going to be Brentford against Tottenham. Uh, Two strikers uh, in the news uh, over the last few weeks for various reasons. Ivan Tony, I don't think we can say too much about it at this stage. Um, no, we can't, man. No. But um, Harry Kane is back in club action after. Um, look, let's put the glass half full. After scoring a penalty against France uh, in, <laughs> in the World Cup quarterfinals, uh, but he also missed one. Um, Harry Kane back to club action. Uh, what do you think, Andy? How's he going to? How's he going to be? Do you think in the next few days, weeks, months ahead after what happened in Qatar? Yeah, I mean, just just, just quickly, Peter, I know we can't say, and I, I, I certainly won't say too much about the Ivan Tony situation. What I would say is that um, it will be interesting to see how Ivan Tony plays and, and, and reacts, you know, if you've got something like he's got hanging over his head and the possible ramifications and the, and, and the possible, if you look at uh, uh, basically historical evidence of, of what, what happens if you are found guilty of the offences that he's alleged, you know, that, I think it'll be interesting to see how, how he reacts. I suspect, I haven't spoken to him a lot, that, 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 that he'll be fine, he'll be focused, and um, mm-hmm. and he will still leave Brentford to attack well. Um, Harry Kane, again, come back to something we said earlier um, uh, this morning. Um, uh, you know, it, it will be on his mind. It, it will be... Just going back to the way Mbappe converted that second penalty um, for France, and the way Harry Kane's... Without being funny, Harry Kane's technique disintegrates is probably a too strong a word, but it certainly it, it certainly wasn't as good as, as it should be for that second penalty. And you know, a, a lot of players, um, Alan Shearer, Chris Sutton, I, I, I've said that, that sort of thing will stay with you. I mean, do you think it'll stay with him in games? No, I mean, I mean, no. obviously not. You know, he's a, he's a consummate professional, and he'll continue doing what he does. Do I think he'll want to play straight away? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just you know, it, it wants to get back in there, get back scoring goals. Um, um, but I think it'll probably hit him more when he gets back for England duty in um, in March, and it'll be more a reminder then. But um, but again, these guys, you know, who, who are out in the World Cup, England players, you know, I mean, it, it hit them hard, um, and I'm sure they'll just want to get back out there, whether or not. Clubs use them straight away. I think they probably will, won't they? Because you know, let's face it. I mean, what? When did um, that happen? December the tenth. Yeah, December the tenth. We last Saturday, wasn't it? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, twenty fourth this Saturday. Yeah. So it's so you know it, it's it's a good fortnight. And as I say, you know, it, it's not like they were, you know, they played for um, well five football matches in exactly, and to what they do normally, isn't it? Exactly. Um... And you know, this week, uh, you know, as football restarts, club football restarts. There's a lot of lot of uh, World Cup players already back in action. Some of the Senegal yes. players that, play, that played against England. I watched them last night in Ellen Road. Crep uh, and Diata and Ishmael Jacobs, who, who who scored a goal, obviously against Leeds last night. So you know, yeah, yeah, go yeah. do the jobs, I, I, boys. Well, exactly. And you look at you, you look at. I mean, Man City played a friendly on Saturday in De Bruyne and Haaland. I mean, obviously Haaland yeah. didn't play the World Cup, but De Bruyne played, you know, and scored. And yeah, apart from you know, apart from those who were in the final, then. You know, um, and there's not that, that not that many. Ironically, there's actually not that many um, no. from the final. You know, had it been had it been Portugal, you know, Spain, Portugal, England, England, whatever, you, then then you would have. As it happens, you know, as you say, there's um, there's Emmy Martinez, there's McAllister, um, and Romero's know, there as well. Romero, you forget about yes, yeah. and um, Alvarez. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Alvarez again. You know, I mean, he hasn't. Been he won't play anyway. Pep's not going to pick him anyway, is he? He's going to pick Haaland. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, which might be interesting down the line because he's got a bit of clout now, hasn't he? He's like, I'm a World Cup winner. I should be starting in these teams. So he's a World Cup winner who scored four goals. I mean, listen, I know he got substitutes in the final, but he's a World Cup winner who scored four goals. Um, four goals from open play um, as, as well. You know, that's always. But then that's another another subject about the golden um, ball is. Is 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 our penalties are, are, but yeah, four goals on play, look good. Yes, he, he he's got that plus, and it's a very interesting situation, Alvarez, and because obviously he was very cheap, relatively cheap. He's fourteen point yeah. two million. Uh, it was it was a great deal that City did. He's contracted until you know I think he's on a long long one. I think he's twenty twenty seven or something. I think like it that. was too. Yeah. yeah, and but then he's in a situation now where. If if clubs are looking in, so a Real Madrid or Barcelona are looking in, he fits the profile, and then sits in a situation. Where I think, well, actually, you know what? He's only played Pepper's only played. Excuse me, Pepper's only played Alvarez and Haaland together once this season. As it happened, Alvarez scored two in that game, and they won six against Forest. And he's only played um, those together, so he's not. But, Essentially, he's not going to play those two together. So if he doesn't play Alvarez, then other clubs are going to be saying, you know, we fancy uh, Alvarez, and and then sitting in a situation where I know we always say money's no object, but it is. You know, they they, they need to you know comply by rules and sell. And they've sold very well recently, by the way. They've sold very well. Um, and I just wonder if they might sort of think, you know, what? Well, if someone comes in and says, like, well, we'll give you seventy million pounds for Alvarez, mm-hmm. they might be tempted. They might be That's tempted. What they do. It's what they yeah. do. Yeah, it's what they do. So, so it'll be interesting. interesting to see. And of course, Pep will be uh, renewing that squad uh, over the course of the next two or three years as well uh, mm. because he is sticking around and he has done, has done that um, periodically since he's arrived in 2016 is, is refresh that squad, you know, um, always mm. move through always move through the gears and kept things fresh um, yeah. at the Etihad. But it just remains for me to say, Andy, to wish you um, a peaceful and blessed and, and wonderful Christmas now that you're home with your family. Um, and so everybody who's listening to, if you celebrate and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and uh, we will be back with Football Digest um, after the next round or in between the next round of Premier League fixtures. It always gets funny next week. You know, there's darts on the telly every day. Nobody really knows what day it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back um, with, with everything that you need to know um, about the Premier League and elsewhere. Uh, in the meantime, catch up with everything Andy's producing and our other great team of writers um, online or in print uh, on the mirror. Catch this podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast from and, and have a look at the stream as well. I think it's gone out live on Facebook this morning, so you'll be able to uh, watch this one back. Um, and that's it. So from myself, from the team uh, behind Football Digest and from Andy, um, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.